Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. Okay, you guys, I'm so excited for this episode with Ruthie. She is an all-around amazing human. I just get such good energy from her and interacting with her on social media like we have over the past few months. I was really excited to bring her on and talk about money. This is a topic that I think is so important for us women to dive into and do the work around because I truly believe the more money women have in their hands, the more good things that we will do. Um, But before we dive in, what do I have to announce? Ooh, I had a really cool learning moment this past weekend and I want to share it with you guys when it comes to our businesses and the reality that we really truly get to create whatever our soul and our heart is being called to put out into the world. And last weekend, I was playing around with what do I want to do next? What is feeling in alignment? What isn't feeling in alignment? And I just kept getting this message that the mastermind is not everything that it's meant to be. And so I pulled it, you guys. I pulled it. I pulled it. I pulled it. It will be back. Um, But I, you know, the week before I had realized that I don't want to teach the old ways of doing business. I believe there is a shift coming. I think we all can feel that. We all feel the realness of it right now with how the world is. And I want to teach people how to be light workers. I want to help people unlock their intuitive gifts, their spiritual gifts. I want to help women run a business from that spiritual place. And as much as I was doing bits and pieces of this in the mastermind. I want to shift and pivot so that this is the focus. And I'm not 100% sure what all of this looks like yet. But what I can say is that when this mastermind comes back, it will be better than ever. And it will be exactly what the people who need it need it to be. And I really feel that like that is what my soul is calling me to do. So we're shifting, we're pivoting, but it will be back better than ever. So stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, with everything going on in the world right now, I am, I have just put out an album of the light activation recodes to help you support you guys energetically through this time. Something that I have been doing with myself is speaking light language and recoding myself to a higher frequency, a higher vibration. And this has honestly kept me abundant, 
still attracting clients, still attracting new podcast listeners, still attracting new followers during this really energetically taxing time, right? And I think a lot of us empaths can get sucked into the fear that's running around in the collective. And I want to help keep you guys above that, keep you guys grounded in the truth that everything really is going to be okay, even if it doesn't feel like it on the external external or in the physical, that we get to be abundantly supported despite what is going on in the economy right now, that we get to continue to build this new world. And that is really what's happening on an energetic level is that we are birthing a new earth. And so I want to help ground you into that frequency with these energetic transmissions and up uh, energetic upgrades that I've put out into four recoding activations called the fearless codes. So if you feel called to dive more into, I know I, I released a free recode um, on the podcast a few weeks ago, and I've been sharing that kind of everywhere, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope to share more of these re codes and reactivations with you guys as I feel called. Um, but if you feel called to, to do the fearless codes, you can get all four activations for only $22. I'm putting it at a really reasonable price point so that more people can have access to my work, more people can have access to this frequency, and more people can get the activations and codes that my soul is calling me to share. Okay, so that's all I'm going to say. Uh, let's talk about Ruthie, you guys. Ruthie is a spiritual money, wealth, embodiment coach. She is a retreat facilitator and course creator, and she has a podcast called The Wealthy Soul Radio. She Really what she teaches you guys is helping women embody their highest self and their most abundant self, and this is something we talk about on the podcast today, and I think it's the disconnect for so many women of actually bringing that money and that wealth into the physical plane. So I'm excited for you to hear Ruthie's story. She's so real. She's so vulnerable. And I'm excited for you, each of you to get the activations through this podcast. And if you love this episode as much as I do, be sure to give us a shout out on Instagram, tag Ruthie at the wealthy soul and me at xo.shelbyrose. We would love to hear your thoughts, hear your takeaways and connect. Well, Ruthie, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to share you with the audience and the listeners and all of your knowledge. I've been following you for several months now and just love what you're putting out into the world and how you're serving. Why don't you share with the listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do, how you got to where you are today? Sure. Um, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Um, so let's see, start with what I do now and then we'll kind of like backtrack. Um, I am a spiritual money and wealth embodiment coach and that's kind of a mouthful. <laughs> But really what I do is I guide women to discover their wealthiest self through like holistic practices, embodiment practices, and really just coming back home to the truth of who they are, which is wealthy on the inside, reflecting the wealth on the outside, right? Mm -hmm. So how did I get here? It's been a beautiful evolution of like the last like seven years because I've been coaching for a long time since 2013. It's just looked a little different over the years. 
Um, I started out as a beach body coach. I did health and fitness coaching and network marketing for about almost five years. And in, um, and in that, I learned some amazing skills of uh, social media growth and, and connecting with my audience. And um, I also learned a lot about business mentoring and guiding and building and leadership and all the things. I also learned like the foundation of entrepreneurialism and like taking care of yourself. And uh, I learned a lot about burnout too. <laughs> um, and then in 2017, I really just started to like kind of ask myself, you know, what am I doing? Like, am I really just going to be talking about somebody else's stuff mm -hmm. that I'm not like 1 million percent over the moon about to begin with? Like, am I really just going to be like some beach body coach for the rest of my life? You know, and I had met my husband in 2015 and on our first date, he was like, you're going to be like a spiritual teacher. And I'm like, what is the ego? <laughs> like, totally like new to everything, had no idea. And he's like, you just don't know yet, like how powerful you are. And, but I see it. Okay. Yeah. He's walking in. So. so I met my husband in 2015 and he just kind of introduced me to um, all different kinds of spiritual tools, meditation, um, you know, breath work, um, and just like presence, you know, I, I was kind of tapping into meditation because I had experienced like a lot of um, burnout, adrenal burnout and health issues. And so meditation was like my stress relief, but it was never from like a spiritual aspect mm -hmm. and things just kind of took off. Like the second that he came into my life, things just started like happening where I quit my full-time job and then I was doing beach body. And then it just a big wild journey of, constantly choosing alignment and truth. Mm -hmm. And, and then finally in 2017, he was actually on a 10 day Vipassana retreat and I was left by myself with, I have an eight year old and, and I was just kind of like, he was with his dad at the time. So I had a lot of downtime. I popped on the phone with a girlfriend of mine and I was just like, I feel so lost. I don't want to be doing this anymore. And I feel like I have more to offer than just like cheerleading people through fitness, mm -hmm. but I don't know what it looks like. And she was like, it can look however you want it to look like. And it was just this huge universal permission slip to just like mm -hmm. doing and figure along. So like overnight, I launched my coaching business the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. It was like super messy. Mm. Like, I mean, I had offers, but it was like, oh girl, like if I to cook back now. I'd be like, woo. But you know, and that's just kind of like how God made me was to just mm -hmm. do the thing and figure it out. Mm -hmm. I've just always kind of been that way. And then, so I kind of tried to figure out how I was going to make it work and like with Beachbody and, and I launched Rebel Soul Coaching and it just eventually was like, I can't do this. And so I went full, full force ahead with Rebel Soul. 
And that was like the fall of 2017. And in December, I quit my full-time job with, um, to do it full-time. Mm -hmm. 2018 was my first full year. Um, and in the first month I got pregnant, <laughs> went on vacation, hit my first 10 K month, was going through a legal battle. Like, I mean, Lord Ganesh was like on my side and like overcomer of obstacles, like helping me through all of this. But it was in that month that I, I like was trying to quote niche down. Mm -hmm. I was just open to more clarity and I thought this is my first month as a full-time business owner, I really need to like know what I'm projecting and know like what's cash flow in versus cash flow out. So I sat down to budget and I felt so much shit come up, like mm. so much shame, so much unworthiness, so much self-doubt, so many old stories. Um, and that's when I knew I needed to teach money. Because I was be being called to be the vessel to go through it so that I could come out on the other side and share. Mm. I mean, I had so many different obstacles come through that month and it just felt like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? What am I being called? I don't, I don't know, but I just know I'm being called. Mm -hmm. So um, that was the month I wrote um, a workbook called Ditch Your Shitty Money Story, which is turned into my signature money mindset, like heal your relationship with money course. And, um, and from there, it just kind of like took off. Um, and over the last, you know, two years, I've, you know, I had a baby, I hit my first six figure year and I've like, everything has just kind of been so wild and crazy, but I've stayed in alignment. I've stayed true to my money beliefs and I've stayed completely open to constantly healing what's coming up through me. And Recently, I've found that like the missing piece for manifestation that like a lot of people don't talk about is the embodiment work, mm -hmm. is the dropping into presence, is the somatic approach so that you can recreate that feeling at any time. It is that, you know, it, a lot of people call it the act as if, but it really is like the dropping into presence and remembering of who you are because the co-creation happens in the feeling. It happens in the moment we allow ourselves to drop in and be present with the feeling. So it's kind of evolved over the last two years so crazily and beautifully, but wealth embodiment is the embodiment of the wealthiest self, this highest self version of you that has no concept of time really right mm -hmm. but has full awareness of wealth is everywhere mm -hmm. and it's like immeasurable mm -hmm. so yeah that that's like um, a cliff notes version <laughs> <laughs> amazing and there's so many things you're saying I was just like yes yes yeah it's like honoring the fact that that's a dedication to alignment and the burnout. Like I had so many just parallels with you really through that journey of like starting as a beach body coach and realizing that was an alignment and like just how much our stories overlap without even realizing it. 
What I thought was really fascinating and I think is really powerful for the listeners too is the fact that you asked for, I'm, I'm ready for like clarity on what it is my purpose is, right? That I have so many people come to me and be like, what is my purpose? What am I supposed to do here? I can't figure it out. I don't have the clarity. But then when the clarity claim came for you, it wasn't, there wasn't this judgment of like, well, I haven't, I, you know, had, I don't have it all figured out. And like, you know, there's, I, that's often another thing I hear too, is when people have, you know, they get that hit on what their purpose is and they're going through it, which is often what we're here to teach, right? The thing that we're going through, the thing that we may be struggling with is often what we're here to teach, but there was no, mm -hmm questioning it was just okay I understand this is what you're showing me this is the guidance and you'd really had that flex that full trust of this is what I'm feeling called to do it's incredible mm. Mm. thanks for that reflection I think that that's a really hard thing for people mm -hmm. one we have to remember you know grace 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 for those moments of when we're mm. like are you sure like <laughs> universe I want to trust you but fuck man this is my livelihood like are you sure like because I need you to be sure yes. <laughs> right and that's such a that's such a human thing though like when we can really I mean I'm not saying I didn't have doubts I'm not saying that I don't have doubts I mean shit there are times like last week I was like fuck this I'm going to get a job like I can't do this <laughs> anymore those are very real moments yes. but they're far and few between the more I lean into the faith and trust mm. you know what I mean yes. so it's like I but I also I've received the message that like I'm here for a something bigger than I can explain like I've I can remember like I in 2000 13 through 2016, I worked in um, transportation logistics and it was like crazy intense, the most stressful masculine workplace you could ever mm. possibly think of. So toxic. And I remember like I used to have to walk like 20 minutes to, I would park my car super far away and walk like 20 minutes. So I'd call my mom on the phone and like talk with her on my way in. And I just remember being like, I want, I remember one specific conversation of like, mom, I think, and I'm starting to really believe that like I've been through, cause I was going, I went through like grief and loss and addiction and divorce and single momhood and like all of this stuff. And I remember saying like, this can't be for nothing. Like I, I really believe like God is using me for something bigger. And I, I feel like I am the vessel. Mm. I remember saying that to her, like, I feel like I'm like the trial run, like God's just putting me through this so that I can help other people in some way. Like I'm being used in the best way possible. And, and just having that message drop in through that conversation has been like the backbone of everything. It like, it allows me to just keep going forward because, you know, they say like, we're always like two or three steps ahead of our people. Right. Mm -hmm. And if I can just keep embodying the vessel energy, then I'm always going to have something to teach because nothing is by mistake. Mm. Nothing is by chance. And it's always for me if I can embody that vessel energy. And so that's like how the money stuff came about because I was like, 
I'm always like, there's always new levels of receiving new levels of, of spending new levels of earning new levels of investing, like however you want to phrase it, there's always a new level. There's always an, an expansion of consciousness. There's always an expansion happening. And if I can embody that vessel energy, I'm always going to have something to teach with money because mm. it's never about the money. No, no. <laughs> oh, so good. And like, <laughs> I'm just like, yes, be the best. Like, and he, I just want to take it back a little bit farther for the, for the listeners too, is that sometimes we're so focused on what our purpose is that we forget that like, that's always sitting there for us. So the, the, the answers are always coming through and that just remembering that we are the vessel and we don't, we don't really have a place to judge what we're here to do. Like there's the co-creation aspect. There's the, we get to, we have the free will to choose but the divine really does have a purpose for every single one of us. And I think it's a huge disservice, not only to yourself, because the divine's plan for you is always much better. I believe this is my belief system. I believe the divine's plan for me is always better than the, the one that I have sitting in my head, that the way I think life should be. So when we open ourselves up to be the vessel and we ask for the guidance, what I see oftentimes happens, people get that guidance and then they shut it down or they, they're afraid, or they're fearful, or they want to run away. And it's almost like a huge slap in the face to the divine. It's like, I created you for this huge purpose and this huge, huge mis mission. And it's going to love and honor you regardless of what you choose. But there's so many people who have untapped potential because of that fear of like, who am I to? Who am I to teach on this? What am I? You know, oh, yeah. Oh. I, so I'm just Shame story. story. Yes. <laughs> Shame story. And let me tell you, man, like I had so many, like I, I mean, my addiction stemmed from a place of black darkness, like mm. so deeply ingrained in me that I'm a problem. I'm always going to be a problem. Mm. And it's when we can acknowledge the shame, but then choose love that we stay in alignment with God. We stay in alignment with the universe. And also I want to remind the audience too, that like check yourself on your belief system about the universe, about mm -hmm. this higher power, about God. Like, do you really believe that there's punishment for choices that we make? Do you really believe there's condemnation do you really believe that you're paying for it mm. because every experience on whatever meaning that we give it and if we tie a shame story to an experience mm. we're never going to allow ourselves to see things differently or be open to the lesson coming through that could allow us to embody that vessel energy right like yes. It's just all about remembering like it's from love. It's mm -hmm. never from a place of you deserve to be punished or mm -hmm. you're being condemned or whatever the story is we're telling ourselves about like, well, I did something bad, so I am bad and now I deserve mm -hmm. bad. Mm. you know yeah it's that shame story man it starts when we're super little and then our our conditioning programs us so that we believe all the things that happen that are crappy in our life or challenging or sad or frustrating or or whatever have you 
feeds that story. It's the evidence of it, but Mm -hmm. really we're just tying that story to it because of our conditioning. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I want to back up to embodiment. (laughs) (laughs) Never It's never about the money. It's about the shame story. It's about, yes. But let's talk about this embodiment thing. I've talked a little bit about it on the podcast, obviously. (laughs) But from your perspective, what does it mean to embody something? What does it mean to embody vessel energy? What does it mean to embody abundance? Like, so someone who is fresh, brand new to this, like, language, this verbiage, what would you, what does it mean to you? To me, embodiment is of the body, right? Mm -hmm. So yes, there's an assuming an energy of, but it's about who you're being, not what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So embodiment is more so like, what energy are you assuming right now? And how is that running you? Like, how is that determining what's next? Like your next move. Um, There's different approaches, right? Like there's um, there's thinking, right? Our thoughts determine our feelings, determine our energy, determine our next move. There's environmental embodiment. Uh, what's going on on the inside manifests on the outside. So are you in really shitty relationships? Are you, is your place a mess? Like, is your living space a mess? Mm-hmm. Is like, literally and figuratively. Um, and then, you know, just like, what does your, like, who are you being? Mm. I love that. Really. Like when I sit down and think about embodiment to me, it's who are you being? Mm-hmm. Yes. And what energy are you assuming? Yeah. Whenever, and I am going to share this is just like, whenever something's showing up in my life to them, like, I do not love what's going on here. This is a situation that I'm like, I don't know the situation. What, what did I do to create this? I always ask like, who have I been? How, what has my energy been? It's not like, yes, the thoughts I'm thinking create my energy and my reality, but it's really like, what is the, how am I showing up? Like if, if, if like, yeah. going to money, like if I'm seeing the money and I'm like, this does not feel good where my money situations, at, I'm like, what, how was my energy around buying that meal last week? How was my energy around paying my bills? How's my energy around attracting clients? Like what is the frequency I've been putting out around this really truly been? And that's usually what we can like, what I at least have found it like ties back to every situation I create is really the, what have I been being what I think for the listeners is the the disconnect is like when we're in an energy, right? Like, so let's say I'm sticking, sitting in this energy of like scarcity and lack. I'm freaking out every time a bill comes. I'm afraid like when I'm paying my bills or I'm going out to eat every time I swipe my card, there's stress and anxiety. How does one shift out of the embodiment of fear and scarcity into that of overflow, abundance, so to what they want to create? Like, do you have some practical things that you use to help you shift yeah. yourself out of that frequency? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think one of the most powerful things that most of us forget that, that we have, the most powerful tool is coming back to your breath. So when you're having these freak outs and you're like, oh my God, fuck, you know, there's simple things we can do. One, come back to breath, right? And for those of you who have done your money mindset work and you know the truth about money, 
coming back to that truth, dropping into your breath and just breathing in for four, out for eight, calming that nervous system down, breathing when you're swiping your card, you know, because for some people, again, like this is normal behavior <laughs> when you're programmed <laughs> and you're in, in the energy of the process of healing. It's very normal to have these lack and scarcity thoughts. Like there's nothing wrong with you. This is totally, it's part of your process, you know, and you, I don't think we're ever exempt from it either. Mm. No matter how much money you make or how much you receive or how big of a year you've had, I think these feelings, they still come up, but it's how do you move through them and how do you show up for them and how do you show up to um, pivot and shift through it, right? And so I always tell my clients, come back to breath and truth. Like who, you know, this is why I say I take a somatic approach because it's very body related, coming back to the nervous system and retraining the nervous mm -hmm. system. Um, breath and truth. Is this really true? Am I really broke as fuck? Am I really making a huge mistake right now? Or am I just swiping a card? Am I just making a payment? Am I just like paying a bill? Am I abundant as fuck? And then like just tuning in and noticing, you know? Um, I think also too, like one of the like coolest tips that I've had um, my clients do is like, and I know like uh, I teach this in one of my courses is like start logging like every day, like just how incredibly powerful of a receiver you are. So like at the end of every day, sit down and document like, I received a compliment. Somebody smiled at me. I got a coupon today. My coffee was free. I got money off of gas or, you know, somebody paid for my dinner or I got a pay in full client or it doesn't matter if you like, mm -hmm. uh, are receiving payment on a payment plan from somebody. It doesn't fucking matter. You're still receiving. So like logging that evidence of, I am so powerful. I am so incredible. Like see the universe has my back, like creating that evidence folder mm. so that when you have those moments of like total freak out, you can come back to truth, right? Like you can mm -hmm. come back to the experience that you've already had that provides evidence that you are fucking powerful. Okay. I'm obsessed with all of that. And it was like bringing me back because it was like, you know, I think sometimes the receiving part can be really uncomfortable for many mm -hmm. people. Like we th think about how many women you give them a compliment even. And they're like, Oh, thanks. I got this. At, you know, I got this on sale <laughs> and, or, you know, Oh my God, no, it's no big deal. Like it's, it's brushing everything off, brushing everything off. And so I want to go back to this receiving component because it was interesting. There was, you know, this has been some work that I've been doing the past two or three months is really receiving in partnership and friendships and abundance, like all areas of my life. And I realized there was a level of discomfort there. 
And when I started to go into that discomfort, then I witnessed that more people wanted to give to me. When I was like able to like clear some of that energy, that weird energy around receiving, I was like, okay, I'm open and available to receive. People started buying me dinner. And I was like, there was all these little places in my life where it started to show up, but there was still a level of discomfort there. So I'm wondering if you have any advice for if someone like me who it's like, I've always been trained to be super independent and do it on my own. And like, that's just like the the, the programming that's been there for me. And so receiving in the sense of like letting others take care of me and letting others receive, which if you have a business of any sort, there is, and you have to be there, that receptive energy needs to be in place. How, maybe why does this occur where we feel this discomfort around receiving? Do you have any insight on that? And how do we shift out of this discomfort around the receiving piece? Is anything there? Mm, it's good. In my experience, the discomfort around receiving has always led back to a disconnection from my own human value, like from what I bring to the table, from my gifts, from my worth, right? From my innate worthiness because I am, not because I did something to earn it or because I gave more than I should have or like, you know... I just believe that we're all divine receivers, no matter how or what we've been through or what we've done or how bad, quote, bad. I'm making like air quotes as if everybody can see me. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> like, I, I just yes. believe that, yeah, I just believe that um, there's nothing that could remove, cancel, delete, or erase like what is for us. So as long as we're in a space of receiving, we get to receive, right? Like mm -hmm. the only thing that can delay the miracle from coming to us is our energy and our vibration and the thoughts that we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. So for people who struggle with receiving, I highly recommend that you get back in touch with your own value, mm -hmm. right? And then from a somatic approach, remember that every feeling comes and goes, right? And so if you really want to speed up the manifestation process and move through the feeling, move your body, mm -hmm. move the energy. So like, I, if it were, if I were in the midst of a conversation with you and you're like, I'm freaking out. Like, I don't know if I can do this or if I can receive this, I'd be like, go stomp, like stomp mm -hmm. that toxic, stagnant, mm -hmm. stuck energy out of your body. Like walk it out, stomp it out, ride it out, ride, get on a bike, ride it out, mm -hmm. dance it out, whatever you need to do because the universe responds to energy in motion. Mm -hmm. and it's this, it, it responds to action, not inaction. So if we just sit here and we say without movement, I can't do this, I don't get to have something, then everything on the outside of us is going to start reflecting that. Mm -hmm. It's a vibration that also attracts more of the same. So, I mean, we kind of come back to like the law of attraction, right? But from like a somatic approach, from an embodiment approach, getting that energy out creates space for truth and clarity and more love and goodness. Yes. Yes. I always scream into my pillow, like 
it's probably once a week that I'm screaming into my pillow and people think I'm crazy. Yeah. I've like had to like be like, okay, can you step outside for a minute? I just need to go scream at my pillow for a second. I don't know what this energy is, but it needs to move through. And I really truly believe that like every time I cry, I purify my vessel. Every time I scream, I purify my vessel. Every time I like, you know, stop my feet and like whatever it needs to be, it's like purification of the vessel. And you are, I can feel like yes. when you do that, it's like, the most liberating thing because you create this space. So there's this lightness, there's this openness to fill that then right. with a higher frequency. So I love that you brought that up. It's something that's so powerful. Well, and too, like, I think part of transformation is like expressing your feelings, right? Like mm-hmm. the money didn't come soon enough. The client never paid me I didn't sell this package my launch flopped and then we are like we're so head down busy getting ready to go to the next thing and moving on that we don't allow ourselves to Mm -hmm. feel what we feel about it Mm -hmm. and one of the biggest things that I work with my clients on is that expression piece like and that expression could be vocal it could be um exercise it could be movement it could be writing it could be uh retreat it doesn't really matter what it is but as long as we're allowing ourselves to express the feeling of not having our needs met we're moving the energy out mm-hmm. otherwise we store it and the body holds on to that mm-hmm. and it's just not healthy Mm. Yes. Yes. And for a previous emotional stuffer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I uh shoved a lot of shit down and literally when yeah. I when I started clearing the space it was like shit could flow in. You actually create space. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. It's just a part of like we have the awareness of the feeling. We have the awareness of being And people like, or, so this is one thing that I talk with my clients about too, is like, okay, we have the awareness and part of moving through to have like a breakthrough is, okay, there's the awareness. Now, then we go through the expression and then we find the root of the thing, right? And, or the root of the limiting belief or whatever. And we express compassion and forgiveness. And then we move into like the embodiment of the higher self. But what a lot of people skip over is the expression piece. Mm. I mean, I did it for years of just like not allowing myself to be upset that this is something I even have to work through mm-hmm. or this is something I even have to experience. But when I started giving myself permission to feel, to actually be human and like, experience what humans are here to experience which is which is the full spectrum of emotions especially around money because I think in our society and especially in the online coaching community and in the um, industry the spiritual bypassing is happening yeah like all the fucking time we're just like well my guides told me that you know or whatever like the thing is like my guides told me this would happen so I just need to be okay with it and it's like no you get to fucking be angry like yeah it's healthy it's good for you like allow yourself don't bypass Mm -hmm. yourself because Mm -hmm. you think that it's spiritual like and I realize that guides are a real thing too I'm not knocking that what I'm saying is that we're not allowing ourselves to be who we are which is Mm -hmm. fucking human beings yes 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 oh my god 
Oh, <laughs> I love that. And too, I think like so many people, I mean, here's the thing is not everyone is going on blast and being like, I purged today. I cried today. And so I think a lot of people, especially the ones who are kind of new to this space and haven't figured out the whole, like, we don't spiritually bypassing, you can be following someone and like, I, and I'm guilty of this. I'll be like, have my day where I'm in bed crying. And I'm probably not posting the day I'm in bed crying because I'm in bed crying and I don't want to like, you know, you're moving through it. But what you, yeah. you know, but we're all doing that fucking work. Like, that's the thing is like the people who are really purifying their vessels are feeling it. And so just because they're maybe showing up online and they look shiny and new and vibrant and happy, it's because they probably purged it. The people who feel constricted, and I feel this, like there's people out there and I can feel people's energy and you can likely feel it whether you're conscious of it or not. You can land on someone's social media page and you can tell if they're putting on a face or if they're truly embodying, like you're talking about, the expression of their highest, most authentic self. And you can feel their energy, you can feel their vibration. But the difference between the person who's putting on the face and the person who's truly authentically dropped into that joy and that pure bliss is likely that they're actually pur purging and processing this shit. And maybe, and I'm yeah. saying this from like visualizing myself over the past three years is there was a level of like, I put on a smiling face and I like, you know, tried to be joyful all the time, but I wasn't actually that. And I cried a tenth of what I do now. Now I actually feel joy and bliss and this like deep connection to self, but there's that level of purging that needed to happen and that needed to occur in order for me to feel that connected. And so that's a reminder to the listeners is that just because you don't see people necessarily like putting their, their purges on blast doesn't mean it's not happening behind the scenes. And that, you yeah. know, that, that it, it needs to occur in order for there to be this like embodiment piece that actually occurs. Mm -hmm. so. I think too, that a lot of embodiment work um, one of the keys to embodiment work that's not talked about is the integration piece. And that is the processing of the breakthrough, the processing of the download, the processing of, oh my God, I am the vessel. I am meant to do this. Like the processing, it's, 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 it's something that, you know, the hustle and bustle of launching and hitting those 10k months and all of this pressure we place on ourselves we rob ourselves from the actual experience of integration and really moving that into our being so that the embodiment the assumption of the being of our next level is easier it feels more natural but we don't give ourselves the space to do that so of course people are freaking out when they're paying a 500 dollars tab <laughs> or whatever, or like they're freaking out when they're paying or when they're receiving mm -hmm. because they're not allowing themselves to have the space to integrate what is truth. Mm. 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 Okay. couple last questions for you. So if there was one thing you could tell the listener, let's say there's someone who is just like, I need like one quick tip, one quick advice around like attracting more money into my, my aura. What would you tell them? Like, let's say this is just like your average person walking around in the street and they're like, I just don't have enough money. What would you tell that girl? Go have fucking fun. Ooh, That's yeah. what I would say. Like fun doesn't have to cost money but dropping into presence and having fun in the moment allows you to actually be in the highest vibration which is joy mm -hmm. and joy is magnet 
appetizing, it's attracting, it brings people in that could bring possibility, opportunity. I'm not saying go like on, you know, go to fucking Santa Monica Pier and like just be all around, like just, just go do whatever the fuck you want all day and you'll get a high paying client. I'm saying do what lights you up mm. in the moment. Mm. Allow yourself to experience joy and opportunity will come knocking. It may be um, somebody who's looking, uh, money will come. It will come. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how it comes, but it will make its way to you. Mm. I love that. And I think too, just a reminder on that, because this is the experience I actually had this weekend. I was like, I just love hosting events. This is a conversation I was having with my friend. And it's like, that's what brings me a lot of joy is like bringing women together in a really sacred space and having yeah. them like all in one energetic container. I do a really beautiful job at it. And it, it lights me up. It's so joyful for me. And I wasn't doing it because I was like, well, I, like I had all these stories around it. Right. So like that, but it's like our work can also be our joy and our fun. Sometimes we think that there has to be that disconnect. It's like when I was doing Beachbody, it really truly felt like work for me sitting here, having this conversation Mm -hmm. with you feels fun. It feels light. It feels blissful. It feels joyful. And so there's this like witnessing too, is like when you're doing your work, are you doing the thing that brings you the most joy in that? Or are you just doing it to check the boxes and go through the motions? Because when I had that realization, I was like, Oh my God, I'm creating all these stories because I actually love events. They bring me a lot of joy. A lot of people are asking for them from me, but I'm not doing it because I'm like, I have to do all these other things first. I'm like, I'm just going to fucking create the event. And here I am having, you know, people flow into the retreat overnight. I'm like, oh, this, this, that was that easy. I just, you know, followed the joy. I mean, exactly. That's exactly. And I think like our industry is so, uh, I, I'm not going to knock it because I love it and I'm, I'm so thrilled to be a part of it. But I think that it's so like collectively closed minded that there's a specific way that you have mm-hmm. to do things. And I think a lot of people are waking up to the fact that it's your business. You get to mm-hmm. run it in a way that makes you want to show up. Mm-hmm. And so for me, everything, if it doesn't expand me and pull me into a place of this is so exciting. I mean, I'm a very sacral being, but like, if I'm not coming at something from a place of, oh my God, I can't stop thinking about this. I'm so excited. I'm not going to want to do it. Same. You know, (laughs) so like go And it's so funny. You mentioned live events because I mean, we could do a whole other podcast on that. But like people are wanting that because they're feeling the life force energy of people in person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to me, it is, it's just like you collapse time. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I could go on and on and on, but yeah, like my number one tip would be whatever brings you joy. So if you want to sit and you're a generator in human design and you want to work 16 hours today, go fucking do that. Whatever (laughs) lights you up, you want to do that if you want to go get gelato like fuck I don't care Mm. go do it it doesn't really matter what it is but it's who you're being when you're doing the thing Mm. and if it's going to bring you joy that's the most important thing Mm. I love that 
Thank you so much for everything, all your wisdom. I feel like we were all over the place in the best, most amazing way. I covered all the things that we needed to today. I know the listeners are going to get so much out of this. Why don't you share? Where do you hang out? Where can people find you? Anything that you want to share with the audience? Sure. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Ruthie Cease. You can find me on Instagram at The Wealthy Soul. Um, I have a podcast as well called The Wealthy Soul Radio. You can find me there. Um, and yeah, I kind of hang out in Instagram stories all day. I post a little bit on Facebook here and there, and I'm really actively adding episodes to my podcast. So go check it out. Amazing. I will link all that in the show notes for the listeners as well. So be sure to pop there, give Ruthie a follow and come hang out. Thanks again for being here. Thank you for having me. Yay.